I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers Team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers Team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers Team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers Team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. God and our dogs.com. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. We begin to see ourselves from God's perspective. You can find us at godandourdogs.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. We are grateful to have Dwayne Rivers joining us today. Dwayne is a real estate expert and half of the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. Dwayne is an award-winning horseman and devoted community leader who works quietly behind the scenes to help others, especially youth, grow into the people God created them to be. Best of all, Dwayne's dogs would introduce him as my human. Welcome, Dwayne Rivers. We're just so happy to have you today. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Well, Dwayne, you told me you've basically had dogs your whole life. Um, Tell me about having dogs as a kid. Well, I grew up in a ranching and farming area, so um, we always had dogs. But with my dad, dogs belonged in the yard, so they were never in the house. Now, Mm -hmm. we had pigs or goats or whatever needed help were in the house at times, but there were never dogs. They were in the yard, but we always had dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was it easy to have a relationship with, with your dogs when they were outside dogs? Uh, not as not as well. I mean, you didn't see them a lot. They were in the yard. They didn't come in the house. Mm-hmm. They didn't sit with you. Uh, they were just there. So when you went away to college, got your own dog at that point, how did things change? So when I went to Went away to college, kind of got to be an adult. Then I got my first dog, and it was an inside dog, which then, you know, the relationship got a lot closer because it was more around me a lot more, sat in my chair, you know, slept in the bed. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, 50 years later, that's still the same way. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) just with a few more dogs. (laughs) (laughs) With a few more dogs. Yeah, I think you and your wife, Judith, have 10 dogs right now. We have 10 dogs now. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Yeah. A real menagerie when you add the horses in there, too. Yeah, so yeah. So all of you listeners don't call up and go, 10? Did he mean 10? Yes, it's 10. <laughs> mm. Well, a really special dog for you in your life as an adult has been Magic. Tell us about Magic. So Magic, which unfortunately I lost uh, two years ago after 15 years, but uh, he was an Australian Shepherd uh non-typical Australian Shepherd because he wasn't bouncing off the wall kind of crazy Australian Shepherd. He mm-hmm. he was big. 
He was black and white, so he looked more like a Border Collie. Super uh-huh. smart. Uh-huh. And just the coolest dog. Super smart. Well, Dwayne, tell us what made him, uh, what, how did he express his intelligence? Oh, he was one of those that looked at you and you just felt like he knew exactly what you were telling him what what to do. And then he just learned our routine. It was at a time when I was showing horses, so we were on the road all the time. So he and I were in the truck or the RV, you know, all the time traveling. And so he just knew the routine that we were on and uh, stayed with it. He had quite an intuition about what was going to be next. He did. Mm-hmm. You know, as simple as stop at a truck stop, he'd jump out the door and do his business right there instead of having to look around. He got it done, knew we were ready to move on, <laughs> had to get to the next one. So, Well, very intelligent dog. <laughs> very intelligent dog. <laughs> Making sure his needs were always met. Yeah, yeah, and just super sweet and, you know, never left my side. Uh-huh. How did he get his name? Well, it was funny. We bought him in Oklahoma City because, of course, all horse events uh, have people selling dogs. So all my dogs for the last several years have all came from a horse show. He was no exception. So we bought him in Oklahoma City at the fairgrounds. And he had a blue eye and a brown eye. And they named they called him Magic and as a puppy. And that would, they said the reason was. And it just seemed to stick. So mm-hmm. I left the name. Well, I, is that unusual for Australian shepherds to have different color eyes like that? It's not unusual. They can have brown eye, two brown eyes, two blue eyes, or one of each. So it's not mm-hmm. unusual. Uh, so no. Yeah. Was, so they must have kind of anticipated what his personality was going to be like. That yeah. intuition that he had. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. That's neat. Well, you have another dog, um, which is uh, very special to you, and quite the opposite as far as type of dog uh, from Magic. Well, I do, and of course, as, as we've already talked about, I have 10 dogs, but in that, uh, not the most manly horseman dog, but I have Coconut, which is a, a Bichon Frigé, so uh, she we keep her clipped down short, so she looks more like a little poodle, uh-huh. uh, because, you know, we have horses and all, and even white frou-frou dogs like to go out in the yard and get dirty. So. Well, of course dogs like to go outside. But that's their that's their thing. I bought her for my wife. Uh, now she's 15 years old, uh, so 15 years ago, and then she decided I was her human. Mm-hmm. So she's been kind of my dog since. And mm-hmm. So how did she get her name, Coconut? That I haven't heard any dogs, I think, called Coconut. Well, another not overly manly story, but I have, <laughs> I have two daughters, and... Back 15 years ago, American Girl Dolls was the thing that ah. girls had to do. We went to the American Girl Doll restaurant, had lunch with their dolls and the whole deal. Well, about the time that we got Coconut, they introduced a little dog, and it was a white Bichon, and it was called Coconut. Okay. Named Coconut. So our, at that time, I think three-year-old daughter uh, decided that she needed to be named Coconut, so... She's been coconut ever since. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Isn't that amazing how little things like American Girl Dogs, yeah, American Girl Dogs, doll dogs, <laughs> have such a long-lasting <laughs> impact on a family. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, she mm-hmm. hasn't traveled around the horse circuit with me. Wouldn't, again, wouldn't be real macho cowboy-like to oh, have a little on. Bichon Friche following <laughs> you around, but she's definitely my dog. She sleeps with me, sits in my chair at night. So, uh-huh. yeah. What's she like? Dog. She's she's smart, not as smart as the Australian Shepherd. Been a great dog. Unfortunately, over the last couple of years, she's lost pretty much all of her hearing, and she has cataracts, so she's lost 
most of her eyesight. Oh, wow. So she doesn't get a, I mean, she still gets around and all fine, but not like she once did. And she's definitely become a lot more attached to me as she can see less and mm-hmm. hear less. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, like I said, she's 15, so. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of her rock. So we're kind of on the, you know, probably the end of her life. Yeah, that's that's sad. When special dogs to us are struggling so much. Right. Yeah. 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 But otherwise, she's healthy, you know, just can't see and can't hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you spent a lot of time with your dogs. I know how busy you are, um, but you're also doing a lot of traveling, and that that lends itself to having your dogs with you. Well, we do, and because of what we do, we, you know, we're able, I mean, I have a dog in my office all the time. I've always had a dog in my office. Uh, so from that respect, we can, and then we travel a lot. And if dogs are allowed, we take them. And definitely on the horse circuit, we always have the dogs with us. Mm-hmm. And even now, with the you know new rise of VRBOs and all, a lot of times if we stay in a house, they'll allow dogs. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a whole lot. Even when we go on vacation, it's a whole lot better trip if I have a dog with me. Isn't that interesting? Why does it? Why does it make the trip better? Uh, I think it's just the relationship with the dogs and having them. And, you know, one of the key things about dogs is they have constant joy. They are unconditional love. They're always happy, mm-hmm. you know, always happy to see you. Yeah. So, you know, especially given, you know, the last couple of years of COVID and some of the other things and the pressures and all of the bad news, it's kind of nice to go home to your dog and, they don't know any of that. That's right. That's right. Their experiences, their relationship with you and maybe what happened that day, but they don't have real long memories, do they? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, none of that bothers or worries them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have a presence about them, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When they're when they're missing, it's kind of like, gosh, they're not there right next to me. You know, oh, really, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, when I do have to travel without them, it makes for a long week when I'm Totally gone yeah. from all the dogs. I've kind of been surprised myself sometimes how much I talk to my dogs. I don't realize how much I talk to them. Yeah, yeah constantly. And, you know, and they never talk back. So it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they have to agree with you. <laughs> they have to agree. <laughs> Maybe when they want treats and you're not going along with it, they don't agree with that. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. absolutely. But they're still happy. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Well, I it's it sounds like... There's a lot of trust in the relationships that you've had, um, especially with Magic and with Coconut, too, especially with her disability. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, they trust that you'll come back. They trust that you're always there. Uh, They trust that you'll take care. I mean, they're completely dependent upon us. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we feed them. We give them a place to stay, sleep. So, yeah, total trust. Well, Dwayne, before we talk a little bit about um, where you've seen God with your dogs um, through the years, I'd like to tell our listeners about how wonderful the Rivers team is with Phyllis Browning. You know, you've been our realtor, and I, I just can't tell everyone enough how much you care about the whole transaction, how you care about uh, the assessing the property, how to make it the best it can be how to learn about all the advantages the property has so you know how to sell it. And then how how in tune you are, not only with the seller, but the potential buyers out there. I know that made a huge difference in our sale. And then negotiating a great buy 
and seeing the whole transaction through and really doing a lot of hand-holding in a very kind way. Um, the relationship that you develop, you and Judith, is really awesome. I bet you treat all your clients that way. Well, I hope that everybody would think that. I mean, we've, all, we've felt like it's our mission field. Uh, whether you're buying your first real estate or your last one or whether it cost $100,000 or $10 million, it's a very stressful time. And Judith always says, you know, every transaction is physical, financial, and spiritual. Mm-hmm. And it is, and there's, and especially over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of pressure because the market has been on an upward trend. There's been an inventory shortage. Uh, and then we're all probably a little bit uh, less patient because of COVID and all of the other things mm-hmm. that have went on in the world. So we just we try to do it and and saying sell is just we we don't feel like we sell anything we just help people try to navigate the crazy real estate world Mm -hmm. to get to the point of where they would like to be either buying or selling Mm -hmm. yeah and uh, but we really feel like it's god's given us that ministry and and we take it very serious Mm -hmm. and Nothing's perfect, and it's not ever everything we would like it to be, you know, from a buyer or seller. But we try to make sure that they navigate all of those crazy waters as best they can. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, whether or not it's COVID, there's always something. It's, always it's just something. stressful being involved in the real estate market in general. And uh, you, you, real, you and Judith really make the process bearable. And uh, personally, I want to thank you for that. <laughs> Well, thank you, and I hope everybody feels that way. Yeah. So if people are in the market, um, either to buy or sell, they can always find you on your website, theriversteam.com, or at Phyllis Browning there on Main Street in Bernie. Yes, please let us help you if you need any real estate needs. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dwayne. I'd like to, to tell our listeners about the treat that we have for them every month. And because of our great sponsors like the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, Kendall County Abstract, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a $100 Amazon gift card treat. So go to our website, godandourdogs.com, to enter. And the winner will be announced there at the end of each month. So that's godandourdogs.com. For an Amazon gift card treat. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is Curtis Bissonette, and we are listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, and we're here with Dwayne Rivers of the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning. And before the break, uh, Dwayne and I were visiting about his lifetime really with dogs. He's had dogs his whole life. And um, about two of his very special dogs, Magic and Coconut. And the time that they've been able to spend together and that great loyalty and, and trust that's developed between them. So, Dwayne, I know you're, you're quite a passionate Christian. Um, and you've said a few things along the way that kind of piqued my interest. How have you seen um, God... Uh, in the relationship that's developed with you and your dogs? I think there's a lot of ways, but the the main one is that, like right now, I know when I go home, Coconut's going to be there. She's going to be excited. She's going to be uh, waiting on me to get there, which is what God is doing anytime. 
Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we walk away and we go do our busy lives and we do our other stuff and we put, you know, God out in the yard and close the door. And then, you know, when we need him, we come back and we open the door and he's still there. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of that. And then patience, so, you know, our dogs are very patient with us and they have complete unconditional love. And I think that's the key because we don't deserve their unconditional love sometimes, even with their dogs. And obviously we don't, we don't deserve God's unconditional love ever, mm-hmm. but he's still there. And, you know, we put him out in the yard and close the door and leave for a while. He's still there. Yeah, the word that comes to my mind in hearing you talk is convenience. And I don't think I've ever seen the word convenient, even in some of the more liberal interpretations of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that word. Yeah, uh, it's yeah not I, don't, I don't remember it yeah. saying, come and seek me when it's convenient for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'll make you in my image if it's convenient for me. If it's convenient me. for me. Yeah, he, yeah God and, didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, and seek me and then I'll give you, you know, leave me a little text and I'll call you when I get a chance. He doesn't say that anywhere. He's right. there available all the time, which is the same as our dogs. Our dogs are available as we get home they're still there Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that's the key and then again the patience uh how God is patient with us I mean obviously we have to he has to be very entertained with some of the stupidity that we do Mm -hmm. but he's patient he's there yeah he's waiting one of the things I've noticed in waiting I think is part of it is um with patience um I always used to think of patience as so negative it's like oh gosh I gotta I gotta wait around for this but then as I've gotten older, I've realized that sometimes it's not bad to wait. Um, sometimes that patience allows other things to happen. Um, have you ever noticed that? Oh, I think absolutely. You know, we would like our whole life to be in the drive through world. You know, we just drive through, we grab it, and we go. But we probably didn't need exactly what it was. And how many times have we wished for something that then we didn't get right away, and then through patience, we got something that was much more what we needed and really what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least much more of what we needed. Might yeah. not have been exactly what we wanted. Yeah, and I think sometimes those times we really do feel like that word convenience enters into the whole picture, that God's going to show up when it's convenient for Him. And then we realize, looking back on things, you know, waiting was probably the best thing to have happened. You know, thank God for those unanswered prayers as the song goes. Well, and with that, I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't convenient for God mm-hmm. and he, it wasn't that he didn't answer. He just didn't answer the answer we were looking for at that given moment. Exactly. But yeah. he answered. That's you know, right. He heard. He was there. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not, you know, a request line. <laughs> That's right. That's true. It's not like, you know, Baron Wiley waiting on the other end at Bernie Radio, you know, for you to call in your, your request for whatever mood you're in right now. Right. Yeah, it's not. Uh, but it didn't mean that he wasn't listening. That's it right. just meant, and it didn't mean he didn't answer. He just didn't give the answer we were looking for. Yeah, yeah. But I think those are the key things that the dogs have seen. And I think if you'll pay attention. And then the dogs are so happy. You know, we should be full of joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christians should be the happiest people on in the world if you truly believe, but we aren't generally. And yeah. we let, you know, problems get in the way and gets in the way of our joy. Right, Dwayne. Um, you know, it's, and 
you said a key word there, and that's problems. Our situations, if we look at them, they offer opportunities, really, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously, God didn't promise that we wouldn't have problems or opportunities on the on the opposite side of that, the book is full of examples of where he tells us we will have trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it should be of no prize. But if we would just take them like our dogs do and just be joyful anyway, uh-huh. you know, it's, and, but we don't. Yeah. But I think it's a good example we could take from our dogs. And they're just so pure. Yeah. And that, um, I, I can also think of the word rejoicing to go along with joy. I mean, that's, I don't know how coconut is. I guess maybe an Australian shepherd might be a little bit more animated, but sometimes I think about, uh, you know, especially if my husband's been gone on a trip and our golden just goes crazy when he comes home. And and he could even be gone on a 15-minute trip and she goes going crazy. You know, she's so happy to see him. That rejoicing part, we humans are real good at the rejoicing part. I agree. And yes, the coconut rejoices in the same manner. Yeah. She's super excited when yeah. I uh, when I get there. And I agree with you that even when things are going well, I don't think we rejoice in that manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and thinking about coconut and um, her developing hearing and sight issues makes me think about us as people. Um, you don't have to be physically deaf or physically blind to be blind and deaf mm-hmm. do you yeah well i think on any given day we're all blind and deaf in certain ways and we vary in and out of blind and deaf mm-hmm. but i do see one of the other things that i see with her because uh of her disability i think she's become a lot more uh dependent upon me mm-hmm. which shows again we should be God's there all the time. I mean, we don't have to go blind and deaf to need him. He's there all the time. That's right. You know, we could just call on him right now and he'll be there. Mm-hmm. How much richer our life would be if we would live with God in that way and not just when it's convenient for us to think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm all for uh, you hear about the quiet time and the war room and all that, but why can't we just, you know, we can talk to God right now. That's you know, right. we, it is good to have that private time with him, but, you know, we should have him in our lives all the time, mm-hmm. even when you're busy. Right. He's right. there. Espe- maybe even especially when we're busy. Especially. So we're picking the right things to, to do. Sometimes we can make our life focused on busyness. Right. Yeah. Well, Dwayne, it's been such a pleasure to visit with you about your awesome dogs. Um, I wish I'd known Magic <laughs> better. He sounds pretty neat. And Coconut. A special dog indeed. So thanks for sharing your insights about God. Um, before we leave, I'd, I'd be really remiss if I didn't ask you, and this isn't a business show, but you're such an expert on real estate. You've done pretty much everything. You've done commercial and residential development as, as well as ranches and all kinds of um, interesting transactions. How, what do you see? The real estate market always seems like it's full of challenges. What do you see in the future for real estate? Well, and I think, and obviously I wish we had a crystal ball, and this is my 43rd year, so I've went through a lot of the ups and downs. Obviously, over the last little while, it's been ups. Mm -hmm. Uh, The challenging part for buyers is that prices have dramatically increased and that the inventory is very short. 
uh, for sellers, it's probably the best time for selling that we've had in a number of years. Mm -hmm. Uh, The market is its highest, demand is out there, uh, multiple offer situations above asking price. And I get a lot of people asking, you know, am I overpaying? What does the future look like? And again, I don't have a crystal ball, but I don't believe that in the Hill Country specifically, that we have a a real problem with that there's a bubble that's going to crash. There may be parts of the country that are going to do that, but I don't see that here. And my my advice to people, if you're a seller, then my suggestion would be get it on the market. There's not been a time as good as this in a number of years. If you're a buyer, the key to buying is going to be patience. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to take a lot of patience. We spend most of our day searching for things for people to buy that aren't on the open market. A lot of, it's so hot, a lot of the properties are selling off market. So the traditional way of looking on realtor.com or Trillier Zillow, uh, they never make it to there. I see. And so with that, I would say you've got to, never more important than to have a professional real estate agent to help Mm -hmm. because they can dig around areas that maybe, you know, you can't. Yeah, yeah. But I think we're... I don't think we're going to see a bubble or a crash. I think we are, uh, it's been a great market. Uh It's frustrating for buyers. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, you know, it can always be frustrating for buyers or sellers. That's what the fun of real estate is. I'm sure you can attest to that. (laughs) You really impressed me with some of the things you told me before the show about uh, the real estate companies that you've owned yourself. And, um, how you chose the name and how to uh, do business. Can you tell me and our listeners a little bit more about that? Well, I think uh, probably starting 20 or 30 years ago, Judith and I decided that we were, we were going to show our faith uh, out loud at, um, in our businesses uh, to the point of having scripture in our lobbies on our, if you look at my signature block on my emails now, there's scripture you know, and just do it. And the challenging part in our secular world is to be willing to say, I don't really care if somebody is offended or doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first part, but God asked us to, you know, live out loud and to show our faith to the world. And I think a lot of us at times we go to church, we go to mission, we do mission work, we do whatever, and we put that in a box where we're going to go save a few people, or we don't save anybody, but we're going to introduce them to Christ. Uh But what a better platform than what we do with 90% of our time, which is our job. Mm -hmm. So there's two things about it. If If you're a business owner, then you control it. So you've got the ability to say, I'm going all in. You know, I'm putting it out. If I lose customers because of it, then that's my choice. Then just do it. Now, if you are an employee of another company that either has, you know, isn't a believer company or just has chosen because of what I've said not to openly, you know, show, profess their faith, you can still do it. You can still treat your your coworkers, your customers, and everybody a different level of uh patience and perspective and you can share Christ with them without being you know wearing love Jesus t-shirt yeah ask Uh, me about Jesus ask me about Jesus (laughs) and I think either one of those and I just obviously God calls us to go out and to to make believers 
out of the world. And again, we all spend, whether you work, you know, three days a week or seven days a week, however many hours a day, the majority of your non-sleeping time is at work. Right. So if you want to have the best, the largest impact on God's kingdom, that's where you can do it. And at whatever level of openly professing your faith that you are allowed to do, then, you know, I just believe that you should do that. And, and you've got to kind of get over the point. All of us have to, what if they reject me? That's right. kind of like, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, they might go, I don't want to hear. That's okay. You know, it just wasn't the right time. So you just have to know that you will have rejection. Well, in this life, we have rejection for all kinds of things. May or may not be your faith. You might as well step out there. Right. But I just, I would ask everyone to look real carefully at how they conduct their business and, you know, Put it out there as much as you're comfortable with doing. And I think as you put it out there, you will see that you will, you'll start to grow the amount that you're willing to share and that uh, you'll get more and more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're a business owner, you own all the cards, so you can do whatever you want to do. If right. you work for someone else, then you do have to follow the rules. I mean, the, the Bible says that you... Uh, mm-hmm. You pay and respect Caesar. Right. So, you know, you do work for somebody, they make the rules, but that doesn't mean that you can't still profess your faith in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't wear your Jesus t-shirt to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, sometimes, you know, it, it's almost gotten cliche, but sometimes you are the only Bible that someone will read. And if they know you're a Christian and you don't act like you're a follower of Christ, then that doesn't read very well, does it? No, it doesn't. I think that's one of the worst things about, you know, our Christian population is that I think the non-believers see Christians doing and acting in such a way that isn't the way that they profess with their mouths. And I think that's the simplest way. And just like in our business, if you sell something or whatever, you don't get to the next level without someone having a relationship. Right. You know, that's why we don't like to the guy on the corner that goes, can I tell you about Jesus? We, we don't go for that because we don't have a relation. They, haven't, they don't deserve to get us to listen because we don't have a relationship. And the place that you can easily, easiest have an effect is at work where you have a relationship with your customers and your coworkers. Right. And as you said, that's a lot of time during the day. And even if we're not working, let's say somebody's retired or they're working really hard bringing up their kids, for example. That's a lot of work. I don't want to say Mm. you could have an unpaid job. The people that we're around, it's all about relationship, isn't it? Absolutely. Well, Dwayne, thank you for that insight because I, I think people want to know how can I how can I live my life a little bit more out loud. Sometimes they're afraid to take that chance, so well, it's always helpful to have mentors that have gone before and that can give you some insight. Yeah, and I think the last thing I would say about it is take the pressure off because as we think about telling people about Christ, and then we've all heard we want to go save somebody today. You know, we got to, but take that pressure off. You're just planting the seed. I mean, if you look in the Bible, there's a whole lot more planters than there are reapers. Mm -hmm. And so your planting today may not be reaped for years. And all you did was plant it. You may never know that that it was reaped. 
Right. But you planted it, and you planted it on that day of, as you were saying, whatever their position, wherever they were in life, it was a time when they needed to hear whatever it was. And it started, you know, God's the only one that can save any of us. Right. Uh, but someone has to introduce him. Right. And that's, so take the pressure off. You're not having to go save people. Right. You're just starting to plant the seeds. Right, and so many times because we are in relationship with people, we can identify with what they're going through, let's say, and share from that standpoint and not just, okay, let's offer these three points about why you need to follow Jesus. You know? Right. Your, your experience of Jesus is a whole lot more important to people than what two or three scriptures might say, taken out of context. Yeah, and I would say, obviously, we need to all read our Bibles. We do need to know our scriptures, but that's not what's going to bring someone to Christ. They don't want to hear about scripture. They want to hear, as you just said, they want to hear about what has happened with you, what is your relationship, what is your experience. Mm -hmm. And then it'll lead them to the Bible, and then it'll lead them to, but, yeah, just, you know, hey, here's your three scriptures. Go read those, and it'll all be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's That's not going to get yeah. it. People don't believe that anyway. They just want to hear what have you seen, mm-hmm. you know, and what is your relationship. And, right. And then it'll lead into the Bible and all of the other mm-hmm. things, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, baby steps. Baby steps. Well, Dwayne, thank you for that insight. Really appreciate that, and Thank you again for joining us on God and Our Dogs. We appreciate all your time that you've taken out of your day um, to do that. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Great. Well, this is Meg Greer, and I appreciate all of you as well. Thank you for joining us. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. If you have a neat story about God and your dog, send an email to stories at godandourdogs.com. Follow us on Instagram at hashtag God and Our Dogs or on Facebook or LinkedIn. Please join me again next week for God and Our Dogs and some interesting perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Dogs.com. I'm Judith Rivers, who along with my husband, Dwayne, formed the Rivers Team with the Phyllis Browning Company. The Rivers Team possess a deep understanding of both residential and ranch properties. The Rivers Team pride ourselves in providing client personalized service from the initial listing meeting to staging and photography to marketing and even to the final negotiations. The Rivers Team reinvents real estate with luxury concierge at your service. Find us at theriversteam.com.